Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. It is Monday. Sure is. And, uh, well, what's new? Literally nothing is new, and that's a very rude question to ask me on day 45 of this quarantine. Um, but no, what no. Is new? You went outside for the first time in a bunch of days. I guess that's new. Yeah. I walked outside. I have a bandana. I tried building a mask. Bandana? Like a you're bandana. robbing a bank. Like I'm robbing a bank. Or like I'm RMR. What was the guy's name? The guy who sang the country song. He's like a black dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember his name. I don't know. But that he has, feels like forever ago. He has like a, a he was ski a mask. Yeah. And he has cutouts for his eyes and mouth, which would not be helpful in... He was... It's he, like the opposite of what you should be doing. He was a viral sensation for about a day. And then the newest viral sensation was COVID-19. Well, the guy got just got signed to Warner. Did he really? Yeah. They announced it yesterday. Wow. So he's at the top of the mind for me. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, congratulations to, to him. Yeah. We, I don't remember his name. If you're him, mm-hmm. do you keep wearing the mask? Yes. Because I, I think that he's somebody who like was around before. Oh. I think that he was around. Oh. And then now. Changed his persona. Yep. And now he's here with the song. But now he's got to wear the mask for the rest of his life? Yeah. Whatever. Hmm. I guess that's the world we live in, though. Well, I mean, Kiss did it. Did, was Kiss a different band before? <laughs> Kiss was a bunch of losers before. <laughs> then they were losers with makeup. <laughs> yeah. And they could, like, touch uh, their chins with their tongues or whatever. No more. Yeah. No more. Don't touch your face. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, who's on the podcast today? On the podcast today is Crooked Eye. Crooked Eye. Man. Uh, first of all, a great human being. Yes. A great soul. Mm-hmm. We did meet him more than a decade ago. Um, we've talked with him a few times through the years. We've worked together a few times through the years. He always shouts us out on Instagram Live. He's a great dude. Yeah. And um, it was really nice to catch up with him. It's been a particularly tough year, a tough 2020 for him uh, personally. Which we get into. We do talk about that. Um, but also we talk about the bounce back and how you can get up every day and what propels him forward. Yeah. Shout out to Crooked Eye. We also have Savon on the podcast. Okay. Savon the Don. Is that a nickname that like I just don't know about? It's it's from the Joe Budden podcast. Oh, they do call him that? Yeah. I they, thought it was just you. I was like, oh. No, no. no. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't make it up. No, there was a time when he was Savon the Don. Mm-hmm. Then... Uh, he was Savon the duh because like he was not acting like a Don. Okay. okay. So he was just Savon the duh. Mm-hmm. And then um and then it, it was just like Savon. Yeah. I'm I sorry I, to say I, I famously famously I, I don't listen to podcasts. That's your thing. That's my thing. <laughs> I don't listen to podcasts. Well, Savon Jeff, part of the Joe Budden podcast. Uh, no, I mean I know him. <laughs> I, I find him very nice. Yeah, and we do talk about how he linked up with the Joe Budden podcast in the first place. Yes. We talk about what it's like on the uh, island of Long. Long Island, uh, what Yo, he's going through. You are through losing your mind out there. Um, <laughs> Island of Long. Island of Long. Yuck. Yeah, uh, the Isle of Long. Yeah. Long Island. He's uh-huh. out there in Long Island. We talk mm-hmm. about what life is like out there. Uh, you know, because that's a that's a hard hit spot. Queens a hard hit spot. Uh, we get into that, and then Jeff. Mm-hmm. We have podcast. Cleverly Chloe. Cleverly Chloe down there in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a different kind of speed out there. Yeah. And uh, we talked to her about... Um, well, the realities of, of losing your job yeah. and, and how you can structure your days and just like, I don't know, just a very affirming sort of conversation. Very positive attitude. Yeah. yeah. She's a great person. We knew her when she lived up here in New York. I um, feel like this is a very like positive sort of like good start to the week episode. We And we deserve that. And you deserve that out there. Yeah, so you deserve. Thank you to everybody who has been rocking with us and listening to Quarantine Radio every the single day. The original Quarantine Radio. Ray's famous <laughs> original 
quarantine radio. Do you think that people who are out there get mixed up between Tory Lane's quarantine radio, which was started on March 24th, and It's the Reels quarantine radio, which was started eight days before that? Damn. Do you no? I'm Jeff. I'm just asking. Do I think that anybody confuses them? Yes. No. But I. <laughs> well, actually, you want to know what? If a if a notification comes up and it says like the locks on quarantine radio Good or for us. the uh griselda, griselda. records yeah. on quarantine radio great or, for us black thought on quarantine radio yeah or uh could you imagine any of those people on, on his on his quarantine radio um on even on quarantine radio too <laughs> yeah <laughs> quarantine radio it's like it's like gallagher yeah too. trace <laughs> <laughs> um no i cannot um but then again who knows? Maybe Whatever. this, maybe this we, is Tory Lane's quarantine radio. I, I don't even know. Anymore. I invited uh, Tory on the day that he started it. Yeah, he said, "Hey, we have a show called this. You're starting a show." And well, no, I didn't say it to him. I said it to his manager. Yeah, and you said, uh, "You know, you have this operation, and if you want to come on, haha." And the, I guess the haha was was no. <laughs> yeah, that, that's like a very nervous laugh, just like haha. Jeff, if you want to uh, help us go forward, if you want to keep this ship afloat and keep the momentum for what is not only a uh, however long we've been in this quarantine run, but also a three year run before that, another ten year run before that, um, how can people? contribute and be a part of this whole thing you can go to patreon.com slash it's the real and for anybody who doesn't know what patreon is it is a subscription service yep where you contribute uh, a set amount of money yep each month every month and we give you more content yeah. on top of the content that you're already getting every day. Yeah. So and, we'll uh, do you know, like Zooms or eventually when we uh, are able to go to the post office again, we'll send you new merch. We will do experiences that really uh, are meaningful and long lasting and are specific to our contributors. Shout out to everybody who has been a part of this so far. We have a great list of, of dope people all around the world who have uh, joined us at patreon.com slash it's the real. By the way, if you contribute $500 to us a month, a month, yeah, I will help you rob a CVS for their toilet paper. You got the mask. I have the mask. Jeff, let's now get on the phone with Crooked Eye. What up? What up? It's the real. The Latin Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Yo, how are you living in these crazy days of days? Man, I'm just hanging in there. You know, I feel like I'm going to be a better version of myself on the other side of this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Things, doing things, reflecting, you know. Have you been have you been cooking three meals a day? Have you been uh, like working out? What is part of an everyday uh, scenario for you? Well, getting up wondering how do I work this new equipment that I bought so I can record at the house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All these, I've been looking at this equipment my whole career, bro, and I ain't even reached over and just start playing with it, messing with it, touching it until now. So, you know, it's like, where the hell do I begin? You know what I mean? But yeah. other than that, um, yeah, I've just been chilling, man. I've been um, eating like... I've been eating real healthy because, you know, I got high blood pressure. A lot of people don't know that. Mm. So, so I got to watch what I eat. You know what I mean? Um, so I've been eating, like, waking up oatmeal. You feel me? Yeah. With yeah. organic honey. There you, you go. You know what I mean? 
throw a little almond in there, cut up a couple slices of banana in there. You know what I mean? Keep it real G on that level. And there you then, go. you know, lunchtime, I'm with the spinach, you know, getting that potassium in. You feel? Uh, Yo, you're going to come out of this being like fucking bodybuilder crooked eye, you know? Oh, I feel like you're going to be like skinny T. <laughs> 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 oh man, I wish, dog. I wish, but I know, I know, I'll be a little better, though. You know what I mean? When I come out of this, man. Hopefully, we all will. That's yeah, absolutely. Does learning how to operate all the equipment give you a new appreciation for engineers and everybody who works in the studio? Oh yeah, for sure, man. And I always, I always appreciate it. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I see a lot of people who record themselves and doing. I've been I've been really fortunate, dog. Like that's 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 really man. That's a tough job, and and to get the sound right, you know, I'm messing around on this Pro Tools. I got this Chaotica ball. Um, I don't know. A lot of people might not know what that is, but that's like a noise counselor. It, it cancels noise, um, so you don't have to be in necessarily be in a soundproof room you yep, can just put yep, that, that's dope that yeah chaotic ball over your microphone yeah yeah i've been using that and you know what i'm saying trying to figure out how to wrap the whole rap in one take you know what i'm saying because my punching game is garbage right now you know what <laughs> what I, mean? <laughs> I mean like are you getting are you getting tips from any engineers on how to actually do stuff or are you just like are you looking on youtube or are you just trying to figure it out like moment by moment. Well, one thing about me is I have a PhD from YouTube University. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I watch tutorials. I can watch tutorials on stuff that I ain't even interested in. You know Wait, like what I'm what? saying? And just, and just watch like, damn, how do they, how do they carve wood? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sit back and watch it. But, uh, listen, no, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm all, call- I'm all about that. I watch, I watch, uh, YouTube videos about full engine rebuilds, about like car restorations, about like barn find cars. I have, I haven't owned a car in 13 years since we lived in the city and I'm all in when someone has like a pickup truck that they put back on the road. I'm like feeling emotional for them. You know what I'm saying? I am all in. Exactly. Yeah. Also, hey, Eric dog, was watching like lock picking videos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you said lock picking videos? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's all about the process, you know? Yeah, Eric is a real dark hey, side. Bro. That's a real dark side. Especially <laughs> in this era. Like, hell, you know, people come in there for that tissue, boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, bro, just been doing that and calling engineers and learning. But that's cool. You know what I mean? I, um, I'm not ready, though. Like, Royce hit me and he was like, hey, man. I need to um, send you something that he told me the lineup of the people who are going to be on the song. And I'm like, my engineer skills ain't at that level. (laughs) (laughs) You could send them like all raw files for like six hours. (laughs) Have them do it. Yeah. Man, I'm like, dog. But um, yeah, that's been cool. And just binge watching. Binge watching everything on Roku, man. There you you go. Pride, all that, you know, just. Just hanging in there, man. Well, Crook, are you you feeling inspired creatively? Because this is a time right now where there's a lot of darkness outside. There's a lot of, like, heaviness in the news. And there's not a lot of pop culture going on. So it's hard to, like, you know, look for something out there to uh, creatively move you along. Are Are you feeling like you have, you know, that creative energy in you to put down, you know, what you want to say properly? 
Yeah, man. Um, but the problem is, um, I wake up and I say, yeah, I'm about to go out and, uh, I'm going to go downstairs and create six songs. You know, you get, you, you know what I mean? You get this big order, tall order for yourself. And then when I get down there, I'm just staring at the equipment. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I get inspiration from listening to old music, man. And I usually when, when the motivation is not there for me, I lean on my discipline. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I use that as a crutch because I haven't been, like, super in a zone. Like, and it's crazy because usually I'm, I'm, I'm like, always in my bag. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, like, that's why I do the weeklies because just, it just comes, bam, bam, bam. But right now I'm kind of feeling for the world, man. So I think, um, you know, doing this Sober House Saturday that yep. I'm about to start doing tomorrow, you know, talking to people who are struggling with addiction. Love it. And trying it. to, you know, recover, you know, talking to people. I, that, I'm inspired to do that kind of stuff right now, more so than just go do a 16, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I very much enjoy your uh, your conversations. I, I was watching the one that you were doing with Joel Ortiz. Um, talk about where your relationship is these days as opposed to when you guys were working, like, super close together in, in Slaughterhouse. Oh, man, uh, me and Joel... Um, for starters, we, uh, you know, I talk to Joel all the time, check in on him. He checks in on me. You know what I mean? I was just in New York before this whole craziness broke out. And, uh, you know, I spend a lot of time with Joel, just chilling in the lab with him and seeing what he was working on and things of that nature. Um, so, you know, me and Joel, we keep, we keep in contact a lot, man. And just, you know, kind of just talk about life and, music and what inspires us now and you know things of that nature um i talk to royce a lot too uh i talk to royce every day probably yeah um you know i mean we 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 always talking about something uh me and joe we don't talk as much as we used to um you know what i'm saying so i i I think we're taking some steps to to try to regain our our uh, connection that we had when we were in the group. Yeah. As far as me and Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Crook, as a as a lifetime West Coaster, um, can you talk about what this 2020 has been like? Because um, you're not only talking about, like, you know, the COVID-19 scenario where we're all, you know, worldwide dealing with this, but uh, the Kobe Bryant tragedy, um, that, that just shook your whole city and, and left you guys pretty pretty down um can you just say what this year has been like so far yeah let me tell you something man this year has been very 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 rough it's been very rough for los angeles it's been very rough for me personally you know what i'm saying it's 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 bringing some sort of um wisdom with it though um because you know i always try to look at what what are the life lessons in, in everything that's going on so, you know, um, yeah, Kobe, Gigi, you know, people actually posting the helicopter smoking, mm. you know, online, uh, totally out of nowhere. And that's my favorite basketball player of all time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's Kobe yeah. Bryant. You know, since, since he was coming in for Eddie Jones off the bench <laughs> and, and bricking 20 times in a row, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
<laughs> that was my favorite. I was like, I like him because he's not afraid to shoot. When Still gonna take that shot. So yeah. Just, yeah, you know. So I've been riding with Kobe since he got on the, you know, the, the Laker floor, and um, it really was just, it was a tragedy, and you know, going to places. It's kind of like now when we see all these people wearing masks for the coronavirus, or in LA and other parts of the world for sure, but out this way. Everybody had Kobe Bryant jerseys on for like a whole week. Mm. Some sort of Kobe Bryant uh, merchandise was being worn in every supermarket, every store. You go downtown L.A. and you see the the buses, you know, rest in peace, Black Mamba on mm -hmm. the buses. You see the signs in people's restaurants, we love you, Kobe. Like, it was just really, really a trippy, trippy thing to, 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 to experience and, you know, uh, heart goes out to his family, man, his wife, just craziness. And then, you know, my father passed away mm -hmm. out of nowhere. You know what I mean? And he very sorry to hear that. It was like, yeah, yeah, man. Thank you. Um, you know, I got to talk to him before he passed um, about some things that I really wanted to talk to him about. I got to say some things I really wanted to say to him, and um, he died shortly after our conversation. Uh, and then, you know, my children's mother, her mother passed mm. in the same week. So my kids lost two grandparents in one week. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, yo, this is, and then we go to the funerals and we come back from the funerals and coronavirus. It's, <laughs> so it was like. Everything is just upended. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I feel like I've lived five years this year. You know, we um, we uh, we lost our dad ten years ago, and um, we we had the um, the 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 opportunity, like you, to to say something to him before he passed. You know, um, you know, because he he was in he was in hospice, he had cancer, and and you know, yeah, we we, we had that moment to be able to express how we felt and and leave with a little bit of peace. It doesn't mean that everything is settled. It doesn't mean that everything is right. But just having that, that closure is, mm -hmm. I, I can't even it, express how yeah, important it is. It's super meaningful. And, and so um, if there was any like, you know, silver lining to the way that our father went, our father, um, the, the, the cancer was very quick moving. It was like uh, six weeks yeah. from diagnosis to, um, to his passing. But like, I think that there was the blessing of being able to to say goodbye to be able to have that peace with it um and and i feel awful for people who don't have that opportunity yeah yeah absolutely same same thing my father died of cancer it was very quick same scenario and you're right um it is it is it did feel a lot better to be able to have that closure you know what i'm saying and 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 you know, put it in the fuel tank and say, hey, you know, let's keep going. Let's keep making our parents proud, you know what I'm saying? And keep 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 the grind going and doing things that they, they would want us to be doing. Um, well, so, Crook, let I me ask you then, uh, sorry to interrupt, but but what what allows you to get up in the morning today with purpose and with, with gratitude? Man, I'm real big on gratitude and purpose, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm big on gratitude because I believe in the laws of vibration. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I'm vibrating on a, on a, on a frequency of gratitude, I feel like, you know, good things will keep coming my way. 
Um, and I'm and I'm just thankful, dog. I come from nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like some people will look at my career and they'll say, Well, he's nowhere near as successful as so and so. But they don't know where I come from. So mm-hmm. the gap between where I come from and where I am today is a huge amount of success. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm and I'm super happy and, and great and grateful for it. You know what I mean? I'm super grateful for it. And then purpose is just, you know, I always felt like I was born to, to do music. I was born to, to do some sort of service to the world. I was born to do what I'm doing right now. And, you know, I got a lot of people that I take care of. And, you know, that's they, they are my why. Why do you do this? You mm-hmm. know, I take care of a lot of people and I want to make sure that they're good. You know what I mean? And, and then I want to, I want to, you know, serve the world. You know, I want to serve the world and I want to express myself artistically. So, you know, those things just drive me. I, I couldn't imagine living without purpose and gratitude. Couldn't imagine it. Yeah. Um, I just want to say I, I'm, I'm always, whenever I think of you, so thankful for the way that you welcomed us in with like no questions. Like we met you uh, a little over a decade ago. And though we haven't like talked much in the intervening years, the first time we met you, you invited us when we were, you said, if you're ever in LA, like I got you. And like, I I just appreciate that so much. Yes, sir. It's always, man. If they ever let us get on a plane again, (laughs) (laughs) offer is always there. You know what I'm saying? Even though the tickets are like $15 right now. (laughs) New JFK to LA. But, uh, yeah, dog, that's just what it is, bro. You know what I'm saying? We, we all together, man. Crook, we um, all together. You, you and uh, a lot of people actually these days are proving that no one can be put in a box. You know, um, that you're not just a rapper. You know, you're not just... Uh, you know, an artist in in these terms, you get to decide what your voice is worth and how you can uh, express it and the method in which you can put that out there. And I think that um, not only what you've been doing on Instagram, but certainly the long form interviews that you've been doing uh, for the last like maybe a year now uh, have been super impressive. When did you get the the idea to uh, sit down, have those one-on-one conversations and really provide an aspect, uh, a, a, a perspective that people weren't getting on a regular basis? Uh, thank you, man. I just, uh, you know, when I started Crook's Corner, I just wanted to, um, to start it off on Twitter and Instagram. You know what I mean? I looked... I looked at my house and I said, you know what? This house needs to start paying me. I'm tired of paying for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was like, yo, I want to start doing some business in here. So I looked at one corner of my house. I'm like, hey, I'm going to take over that corner right there. <laughs> put put some, some rap stuff up, you know what I mean? Get on live and just start talking about what I love, the culture. And I started talk, asking questions on Twitter. And long story short, people were interested. You know, I said, you know what? I don't want to go on Twitter and talk about what I ate for, what I ate for lunch or what, <laughs> you know what I mean? What what movie I watch? I want to go and talk about what I love, rap music. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, once I started doing that, I knew that it would eventually evolve into me sitting down with rappers and discussing hip-hop. And, you know, it did, you know, fortunately. And... It's just dope because I know it's tough, man. If you're not going to be out here with the clickbait, 
If you're not going to be out here trying to pull out some sort of controversial statements out of your guests, or if you're trying, you know, you're not trying to, you know, talk about some messy drama that people want to hear about, it might be harder to get views. It might be harder to elevate. It might be harder to make, an, you know, a super big platform. You know what I'm saying? But I, I still think there's people who want to just hear their favorite artists talk about rap, yeah. talk about what they love. You know, and I just, I'm thankful that I was able to do that then and, 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 you know, I had some great guests. E-40, Snoop Dogg, Exhibit, Jermaine Dupree, <laughs> Tech 9 you know what I mean? All the way, Daylight. Um, Eminem, Superman, whatever, Royce, you know. <laughs> Eminem, you know what I'm saying? Rock him the guy. Yeah, pretty Tell good, me. pretty good. Yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> it's fine. I think yeah, I think yeah, next year yeah. you'll, like, make it into something, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. You know, I'm like, I, I might take this serious in another six months or so, but, but really, though, bro, it's been great, man. And, you know, I see you guys making content and been making content over the years, man, and um, keeping your integrity. So it, it's people with, with platforms like you that I say, okay, I can do this, too, you know what I mean? And I don't have to do some wild, violating craziness to get attention to what I'm trying to do. I could sit down and just be me and just talk about what I love. Absolutely. Well, speaking of integrity and speaking of, um, you know, being true to ourselves, um, I do want to ask, what messy stuff can you bring to our <laughs> podcast? Um, you know, like, what R&B stars have you slept there with? There we you know, go. Like, this is, these are this the real is, questions right, that we've, yeah. been, we've been dying to know. Do we lose Kirk? Man. Oh. <laughs> Yo, one, say that one more time. My mom just, my mom is trying to call me like back to back to back. I'm like, what the heck do you want, mama? Oh, I, you well, know I, what I'm I hope everything's all right. Yeah. Um, and, nah, she's straight. Bro. Okay, she good. always call me like that. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just asking like what, uh, what messy stuff you can bring to our podcast, but I think it's funnier that you didn't answer. <laughs> Oh, what messy stuff I can bring to the podcast? <laughs> after, yeah. after you talked about integrity, we're yeah. just like, yeah, let's really dig into the dirt. Yeah, you know? yeah. hey, well, you, you see how much of a drama I got going on. My mother's calling me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, that's the drama for the day for me, dog. Like, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't ha It's so crazy. And that's why when people like, you know, producers from shows like Love & Hip Hop. Oh, my say, God. Hey, do you, you want to be on be a cast member for Love & Hip Hop Hollywood? I'm like, dude, I, I'm... I wouldn't last a season because <laughs> I don't have nothing juicy. There's nothing juicy going on that's going to make people get tuned in to seeing Crook. You know what I'm saying? On they're going to see me in my backyard smoking a fucking cigar. That's it. Like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> well, so, Crook, yeah, I, I don't got too much of that. No, well, Crook, listen, uh, we love you. Uh, take care of yourself. Continue to eat right. Continue to stay inside. Um, we look forward, when all this is said and done, to reconnecting and uh, seeing you on our coast or yours. And uh, in the meantime, stay healthy, and we'll be checking in, all right? Hey, man, I love you guys. Thanks a lot, man. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing, man. Thank you and very much. Y'all over there, so y'all y'all near the epicenter, right? Y'all yeah, got yeah, real yeah. Safe. Now listen, we're real we're, safe and real healthy, man. You know what I'm saying? We're doing all we can do. We appreciate you. All right, my brothers. Y'all be good. Peace. All right, Jeff. Let's get on the phone with Savon the Don. Yo. Savon! What up? Yo, yo, what's going on? What's happening? How are you? I'm doing all right, man. I'm trying to stay busy. How you guys doing? 
the same. Yeah, you know, we're, we're staying too busy. Yeah, that's the real problem here. <laughs> someone, hey. someone was asking the other day. They're like, "You've you've gone from uh, you know, doing all this stuff to being inside all the time. What's one thing that you've uh, you've you're going to take from this experience and keep it going forward?" And I was like, "Well." We used to do a podcast once a week, and now we're doing it uh, every day, and I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's appreciated, bro. Oh, thank you. It's definitely appreciated. Uh, Having so much downtime, which most creators, like, we really aren't used to it, and seeing the different people that you guys connect with and... You know, like it's it's dope and it's inspiring too. Like, thank you very thank much. You. It's a uh, <laughs> it's super inspiring. It's it's all we can do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's um, either this or a hoverboard. Yeah. Savon, where are you right now? I am home. I live in Long Island, so I'm home. Um, I'm quarantined in, man. I'm, I'm I'm trying to abide by the rules, even though my my brain is starting to scramble a little bit. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I can't work. So, um. Long Island, Queens uh, have been mm-hmm. especially like hard hit. I know people are like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, hunkered down and, and pretty scared to go outside. What is the reality yeah. of this for you and, and your neighborhood? Okay, so where I'm at, uh, it's actually funny you say that. So my brother, he um, he kind of, he, he wasn't too abreast of what was going on. So we actually had to make a run out to like Home Depot to just grab some things around the house. And uh, there were people lined outside of Home Depot as if it was a club. Prime time Manhattan lined up. They were letting people one by one in uh, near my house. Everybody ladies free before midnight. That's right. Hard bottoms only. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And and if you didn't got have gloves or a mask, you couldn't get in. Wow. Like it was one of those things. So um, it's it's they're taking it pretty serious in my area. Wow. Yeah. So uh, your work schedule has clearly changed, just like a lot of people's. Um, how is your podcast moving forward through this whole thing, and uh, mm-hmm. and and wh- where do you see the Joe Budden podcast going uh, a- as we move forward? Got it. Uh, that's a great question. A lot of people have asked me uh, about both podcasts. Uh, so my podcast, the Need to Know podcast, we're trying to figure it out uh, from home, remotely from home. Um, it's a lot of moving parts, and the beautiful thing is, is like whatever obstacles I faced trying to get my podcast up and running i can take that information back to joe and the guys and be like hey this works for me this doesn't work for me so hopefully we can figure out some type of process to get the joe button podcast back on the road because even for me somebody who works and i'm in it i miss it yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. that was a part of my life too so um you know I'm, I'm working on some things for my podcast we we actually just shot our first episode from home and it came out well the audio came out well Dope. and i want to commend you guys for getting the audio to sound so great from home like thank you very I don't know much the setup but it, it like i just finished listening to an episode and y'all y'all are setting the bar high oh, which is why thank you joe no problem for sure which is why joe is like yo look if we can't get it to sound right we we got to figure it out so and i get that part too on. because uh, ahead of time look the reality was for us who have guests come over to our house that's mm-hmm. not, you know, going to be what we're going to be doing. We're not letting people in mm-hmm. no matter how much we love them. And yep. so uh, we were like, we got to switch and then we got to look into how exactly we can get people on the line. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, listen, we talked to Parks. We talked to our, our best friend, Greg Mayo. We talked to different people to get an idea of how we can do things. And there are people out there who have good information. And also YouTube mm-hmm. is a 
fantastic resource <laughs> I have found. <laughs> you know, absolutely, especially in times like this when you can't leave your house. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no kidding. Right. Yeah, but like it's I, essential. I worry about um about Zoom because I feel like there's a lag there. Yeah. And so like I mm-hmm. think the chemistry is always like a little bit tricky. Yeah. yeah. It is. It is. And that's what I experimented uh, with when I did my podcast. And it was, but I think especially like um, in our case, in, in the Joe Budden podcast case, the chemistry is already built in. Yeah. So even with that slight lag, you can still get the moments. You can still get the, uh, the jokes, the punchlines. You know what I'm saying? But I do agree. There is like a slight lag. So, Savon, we had Rory on, uh, man, it's it's hard to remember what day is what, but we yeah. had Rory on toward the <laughs> beginning of this whole thing, and you guys yeah. were still uh, going to Parks' place and uh, still mm-hmm. recording episodes, and it mm-hmm. seemed, to Rory at least, that Maul was, you know, <laughs> the, was, was the most concerned. Um, yeah. Would you say that's, ac- that's accurate? Um, I would say yes, that's accurate, <laughs> but I will give Parks, I will give Parks... A close second because Parks is already like a germaphobe without all the coronavirus. And that's people so, coming over to his house. I know. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give a slight edge to Maul because I, I watched Maul, you know, go home and he hopped in the Uber and everything. Yeah. And before he got in, he like sprayed the door handle. He yeah. gloves on. Yeah. He looked at the driver and was like, yo, where's your gloves? So I, 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 yeah. I'll give it to Maul. Um, Savon, you used to work in a warehouse. And, Correct. you know, that that's something that's super important these days because that's everything that like, keeps things running. When you mm-hmm. were – I, I want to know, like, how you feel about people saying that essential workers equal warehouse mm-hmm. workers. Like, did you feel that at the time? Um, well, the warehouse that I worked at, we supplied restaurants. So um, I guess to a degree it is somewhat essential. Um, I actually just found out that one of my old co-workers passed away oh my God. from Jesus. the coronavirus. Oh, my God. Yeah, from the virus. He was a healthy guy. So, you know, uh, God rest his soul. Yeah. But um, as far as warehouse workers being essential, I mean, it, it, it really just depends on what is inside that warehouse. That's fair. Like, if it's hospital supplies there, then, hey, unfortunately, the medical field uh, relies on those supplies. So you have to work. You know, yeah. But if it's a warehouse full of like, uh, let's say, school supplies, right now the schools are closed, yeah. so we don't need that warehouse to be open. So I guess it's like give or take. Yeah. yeah. Um. So okay, on on a daily basis now, uh, without the mm-hmm. work and you're staying at home, what do you find mm-hmm. yourself doing? Are there any new hobbies you picked up? Are you uh, any you new know- talents you picked up? Are you like a juggler now? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> none of those creative talents. What I find myself doing, um, I actually, all right, so I have like this obsession with structure. Okay. Uh, so I created like an outline of every single day, Monday through Sunday of what I'm going to do for that day since this quarantine started. Uh, so I'm home, um, walking my dog a little bit more, things like that. It, it's just a matter of not staying up till four in the morning on Xbox. <laughs> and waking up at one in the afternoon. Yeah, that's a real uh, thing. Wait, you you, like, you 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 scheduled your days like minute by minute. Like, are you are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not okay. I'm not. You know how I know I'm not okay? Like before this quarantine, I was ass in Call of Duty. Oh. <laughs> and now it's me versus the eight year old. Yo. Uh, and I'm, I'm I'm getting my KD up, man. I'm killing shit out. Here. Now here's here's what I really want to know: is that uh, in a pre in a pre COVID nineteen world. Mm-hmm. You were uh, shouted out by Kim Kardashian 
Does hey. that does that even matter anymore in today's reality? Oh well, for me it always matters. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Do you have the tweet like printed out and framed at home? <laughs> uh, not yet. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. As soon as everything <laughs> opens up, trust me, it'll be somewhere on my wall. But no, um, I don't know if it matters, but it was just really an honor, bro. It's like. You know, especially you guys, you know, you do things because you love it. You yeah. do things because you want to share it. You do things because you feel in your heart like, yo, this is great content. Yeah. So you never know who's watching. You never know who's listening. And then for it to get to her, of all people. Unreal. Like, huh? What? Yo. Excuse me? And yeah. So How did how did the um, word get to you? The word got to me? Uh... Actually, I saw the notifications on my phone going crazy. And normally, because I run some of the social media pages for the Joe Budden Pod, my <laughs> podcast, my personal account. Yeah. So I'm used to like an influx of notifications. But this shit like overloaded my phone. I think my phone <laughs> almost like reset. It's like I knew I was super trash when my phone couldn't handle <laughs> all these notifications. But yeah, I, I put my phone down for a few and I went back and my phone's going crazy. Uh, has it changed you? Nah, man, it hasn't changed. But <laughs> right, you were you were always industry, you no. know, even before the Kim K <laughs> thing. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, honestly, you know what? I will say this. I will say, the only change that has been made is that now I get placed fifth on the industry mm. rankings. Undoubtedly, before mm. I wasn't even mentioned. Right? It was only <laughs> the four guys, but now, like, I now got you're that a solid fifth. fifth. Yeah. 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 I'll take it. I'll take it. No, you got to be sprayed down with Lysol because you're filthy out here, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nasty. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shayvon, sure. by the way, so the, uh, if people don't know, we met um, at this podcasters meetup. Yeah. Yes, we did. And it was... In Brooklyn. So okay. many people who mm-hmm. I did not want to talk to. Yeah. And Savon was, like came over and was like, hey, I'm Savon. And I was like, oh my God. And I was so happy to actually get, get to talk to you, everybody else in that place. Not somebody I want to talk to at all. Yo, that, that's that's love, man. And trust me, the feeling was mutual. <laughs> trust me, the feeling was mutual. Honestly, you know, you you guys, the the place that you guys have in like the ecosystem of podcasting is is unlike no other. It inspires people like myself. Uh, we spoke about the warehouse earlier, and the warehouse is where I got introduced to podcasts mm. because you get that time to just listen and go down a rabbit hole and see what you like and see what you don't like and. Uh, your podcast was one at the top. It was like, so when I saw you, I had no choice. It was one of like a groupie moment that I definitely <laughs> want to talk about. No, man. But no, we appreciate that. Yeah, it was you and your girl. And, you know, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a great moment. Um, it was, man. So thank you. Savon, uh, a, 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 a big thing in, in streaming now is that uh, listenership has sort of like gone down while people figure out, you know, their routines while they're inside. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. music streaming is down podcast streaming is down people just Mm -hmm. don't know what to do they don't have their commute they're not like you know listening to it in the shower or falling asleep they're they're trying to figure it out Um, Mm -hmm. what is your personal uh, sort of routine when it comes to listening at home right now are you listening to music are you listening to podcasts Mm -hmm. are you really like out there like you were before no that's actually a great question because I was thinking of uh, creating like a graphic to tell people, hey, these are times where you can listen to podcasts or consume content or listen to music. So personally, I found that my music consumption has went up. Wow. Um, my personal music consumption has gone up. I think prior to COVID-19, I was um, just caught up in trying to find content and hear content. 
because you know you get lost in it and you want to make sure you're abreast you want to make sure you know what's going on so i think uh prior to this i didn't listen to as much music um but now it's like again when i wake up you, you clean mm-hmm. hopefully your houses are clean yeah. if you're home all day and you're sitting in a dirty house then That's you're a doing problem. this whole yeah. quarantine thing wrong. <laughs> so while you're cleaning up um, and, and just doing things around the house, I, I find myself listening to music. And even one thing that I've noticed, like the shorter podcast, because, you know, normally mm-hmm. you want to have a longer podcast, but the, the time frame that you guys have been doing these quarantine radios have been perfect because I clean one room, I clean the next room, and then I, it's, it's almost done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So well, right just on. doing things around the house. Yeah. Wait, were you always data-driven? Um, that, no, I had to become data driven once I came a part of, uh, the podcast, mainly when we actually, uh, partnered with Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously Joe, he's super data man. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got Ian, you know, Ian is, he should be, he should have been named data. <laughs> um, but once I started working with those guys and I saw like, yo, data is everything in the content game. Um, it's going to give you your leverage. It's going to allow you to be in rooms that you probably have no business being in. Because if you don't know how well your podcast is doing, then how can you sell yourself? Yeah, yeah. Um, how can you partner with anybody? So this is a um, – this is this is like a question maybe for a longer conversation, like if we were to do a full episode of A Waste of Time uh, with you. Mm-hmm. But like how did you get onto working with, uh, with the Joe Budden guys? Um, okay. Well, the answer may not be as long as you think. <laughs> <It's but. fine. laughs> Did you run into them but, at that uh, same podcast hangout in Brooklyn? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think Yo, imagine any of them there. I, no, I can't. Nah, I can't. They, they actually made fun of me for going there, <laughs> but that's a whole different story. Um, but nah, so like I said, I'm a fan of this content thing. And back when I was in the warehouse, uh, as I would listen to you guys, the Brilliant Idiots and Joe's podcast, there was like a stretch. Um, I want to say within episodes between 115 to like 130, right? There was a stretch where Rory and Joe would mention, hey, yo, we need a podcast. I mean, we need an intern Mm. for the podcast. Like they said it jokingly. They said it in passing. uh, But they said it at least two or three times within that stretch. Uh, And I was at the warehouse. I was listening to the podcast. Joe, nobody was on the timeline, but... I know how often Joe is on the timeline. Mm. Uh, so I just tweeted. I said, hey, Joe, I heard you need an intern. I'm available. Had no idea. It's kind of like the Kim K tweet. Yeah. I just threw it out there. <laughs> I just threw it out there and I made sure I tagged him. The same way I made sure I tagged Kim. Yeah. And he saw it. And um, once he responded to it, like a lot of the people who follow me, because before I started working with you, I interned heavy. I did a lot of internships, Hot 97, a few other uh, online magazines. Like, I have a uh, writer's background. Mm -hmm. So, um, a lot of people knew that I was trying to work towards something. So, I guess they was, like, favoriting his tweet and retweeting his tweet. And it gained his attention. And then, yeah, next thing I know, um, I I told him where I was located. Uh, He followed me after I told him where I was located. And once you do something like that, to me, I look at it as an opportunity. Yeah. It's like, okay, Joe Budden didn't just follow me. Like, I'm not a Dominican from Dykeman. He <laughs> dies in a fat ass. Like, he doesn't just want to chop it up with me. So, 
this is telling me something else. Um, and once he followed me, that gave me access to DM him, which I did. And I didn't want to be too thirsty because it's important how you introduce yourself as well. So absolutely, I, I, I gave it a few a few days before I DM'd him. And, you know, he was just like, hey, we record on Tuesdays. Meet me here. Pull up. And it was as simple as that, bro. And went from a tweet to going directly to Joe. It wasn't like there were internship program. I didn't meet Ian first or anybody else. It was, you know, me to Joe and taking Joe an opportunity. On board. Yeah, that's really dope. Yeah. Very dope. Um, also, I do like that when I was like, hey, this might be like a long thing. You were like, no, it's super short. And then you were like, <laughs> all right, we'll meet somewhere in the middle. Um, <laughs> Savon, um, yeah. uh, Ian is also from Long Island. Yes. What is one stereotype about the neighborhood that he grew up in? <laughs> uh, the stereotype that he grew up in. Um, I'll say this. The, the, the area that Ian grew up in is actually, it, it's a little hood. Like, I was kind of surprised. It's not completely hood. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it wasn't just white picket fences. And it's not the stereotypical, hey, Long Island, rich kid type of neighborhood. Like, no. Oh, no. I, by the way, not I, know, too far. I know nothing about where he's from. I just know that he is from Long Island. Yeah. 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 He's from Long Island. And, and yeah, it's, it's a nice area. Oh, well, that's good. Um, well, listen, uh, Savon, uh, I hope that this uh, time off treats you well. I hope that you Thank stay you. safe and uh, we send our love to you. Stay inside sure. as much as you can. And uh, Absolutely. and and shout out to uh, to all the essential workers out there, whether they're uh, sure. in warehouses doing like you know, true, like, you know, mm-hmm. heroic work yeah, or, or if, if they're furloughed from the Joe Budden podcast. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And I want to say shout out to you guys for this quarantine radio. I know Tory Lane's kind of like, he tried to take the, the name of what you guys are doing, but um, this is a lot better feel to know that, hey, I could be on quarantine radio without getting naked. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, you know, guys. By the way, we got well, girls over there. They're, they're, they're showing off. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for not asking me to take my clothes off. I like this version better. Savon the Don, we appreciate you, all right? Yes, indeed, guys. Stay safe. Jeff, let's call down to Dallas, Texas, and talk to our friend, Cleverly, Chloe. Hola. Chloe. What's up? Hell no, you ain't gonna bump. All that yapping at your mouth. Gonna get your whip up. Show that. What's, What's up? up? Hell no, you ain't gonna bump. Yeah. All that. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the energy that we bring to your day. Chloe, how are you? I appreciate it. I'm really good. It's good. Friday, you know? Can't complain. Is it Friday? Yeah. Are you able to differentiate like the days? Honestly, I've been trying to to keep some sort of normalcy. Like I got paid for my other job, so that that's the only reason why I, I that marks yeah Friday. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Hi well, guys. Hey. So wait. So okay. So at the beginning of quarantine, you were actually laid off, and so like, what? What? How? What is your mental like? What are you? How are you keeping some sort of sense of normalcy? Like, what is your schedule? It's so crazy. I think. Well, so I I literally went on vacation in the middle of like this kind of outbreaking it, but it wasn't like full lockdown. So I was in New York um, and Jamaica and then I had to go back to New York and something just told me like, get back to Texas before you get stuck in New York. And thank God I did. Wow. So by the time I got back here, I was still employed. And then like a week and a half later, they laid me and like 25 people off. So it was like kind of a blessing in disguise. I was like freakishly happy about it. It's not 
a normal reaction. Yeah. Um, These are not normal <laughs> times. <laughs> no, no, well, it's not. What, was it a job that you liked? So this is the thing. I've been in recruiting for the past five years, right? And it paid my bills. Yeah. But is it something that I wanted to do? No, it, but it's just that hard, fine line as a creative that you walk. It's like, am I going to be able to pay my bills realistically during this passion that I love? Or do I need to still hold this down a full-time job? Yeah. So I've been in that space since I started in just working full-time jobs and doing my extracurricular after hours or weekends or whenever. You know what I mean? So this was like, honestly, the, what I asked and prayed to God for was like, Lord, I just want a way to be able to create and like put out my content and build my brand, but like not work for somebody else that I hate. Okay. What, <laughs> so, what I'm hearing is that yeah. you prayed for the, for the pandemic. <laughs> no, I did not. I did not. I did not. No, 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 no. Chloe went on vacation I, and she manifested <laughs> this whole thing. Yeah. What else is on your mood board besides a pandemic? Bro, no, don't get me wrong. Like this is a terrible, like crazy time for everybody. This is not, like I said, this is not, it's not normal, but the situation I'm in it's a blessing for me because I'm able to have ways of supporting myself and also being able to create. So it's a weird, I found the beauty in the chaos, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Everything is bigger in Texas, including Chloe's dreams. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> Chloe, you. you've been in, down in Texas for how long at this point? Oh, since August. So like eight, eight months. Yeah. And um, you've made it your home. You've gotten comfortable down there. How is it, though, uh, being inside and sort of uh, not dealing with any other Texans on a regular basis? Well, so, okay, I, I go to Walmart and Target, like, every week. But that's, like, my only, like, social interaction. Um, and I was at the pool the other day. Like, one of my friends, her sister has a private house, so I went to the pool. But, like, it's, for me, I'm an only child. So, like, me being by myself is fine. Like, it's not, this doesn't bother me. Like, I love actually having my alone time. It's just making sure I don't just get distracted and, like, get lazy and not do anything productive. That's been my main core focus is, like, how do I stay productive in this time? Yeah, I mean, like, but also, do you feel being in Texas, like, and your family is on the East Coast, do you feel mm -hmm. far apart from everybody? Or, or is that, you know, also baked into the idea of, like, you're fine being independent, you're fine being alone? Yeah, like, my family and I, we like, we check in. Like, I have a really, like good connection with my mom like my mom is my immediate family obviously but like my dad my brothers they're all fine majority of my family oh, happy in national sibling day to you and yours by the way yeah thank you there's seven of us Ooh, um, <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have that many pictures but um like for the for the most part i'm very blessed and very fortunate none of my family has been affected by this pandemic so it, it, that kind of gives me peace and i'm able to kind of sleep better at night um it is weird just being in the east on, on the west in the, in the south and my family's on the East Coast, but Were I have you just like, doing like a <laughs> a little John song, like <laughs> or like a, a just naming yeah, down the, bottom. Yeah. I forgot Rough where riders. I was. I, yeah. don't even, I don't even remember where I am. I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is the South. Cool. Yeah. Okay, gosh. Yeah. I think everything but, um, is forgiven now. Yeah. Like we don't remember days. We don't know where we are. It's fine. Yeah. It's it is. It's amnesia. I, mean, I, I think I think the only thing that's like I'm focused on is just making sure that when I come out of this, when we do come out of this. You know, what is that going to mean for me? What am I going to be able to contribute going forward? You know, so, that's kind of like where my head's at. What has this uh, period of time given you and taught you about yourself? Um, It's taught me that I'm in a definitely in a better mental headspace than I, I ever was. I think if this had happened like two or three years ago, I would probably have reacted to everything that's been going on completely differently. Mm. Um, I think I'm more focused and I've, I'm, and of all the things that I've experienced in my creative career, 
I think now I've come to a point where everything makes sense for me to continue working towards the brand that I've built for myself. So I just kind of feel more disciplined right now, which is which is a good thing, which I don't think I had ever felt in previous years. Does the discipline carry over to you cooking meals or you making sure that you're watching TV a, a certain part of your day or that you are, you know, FaceTiming someone at yeah. a certain hour? How regimented is your day? So I try to make sure like I, I get up with, with an agenda and a goal every day. And I think the good thing that I what that would help me was that I went on this weight loss journey in the beginning of the year. So from January, like January 2020, I, I kind of started a whole new way of life in terms of like my eating, my physical like workout habits. Like I created a whole new regimen of myself where I lost 30 pounds and wow. like that type of discipline I had never done before. So now that translates into me, you know, how I feed my spirit, right? The books that I'm reading to the time that I'm writing and journaling to the times that I'm talking with my team to the time that I spend with my friends and time that I, that I have just for myself. I literally kind of plan my week for me. And then whatever else I feel like doing, I throw in there and spruce it up. But it, it definitely gives me a sense of normalcy in this in this time. And also, it makes me feel like if I don't accomplish what I've written down, then I failed. I feel guilty at the end of the week. You in, know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. In uh, in in your your weight loss journey, what is what's the the, the biggest hurdle? Like, what's the point where it's like, oh, okay, now I, I understand that this is an everyday thing. Like some people say like, you have to do workouts for like a month or you have to like, you know, make sure that you're, you're, you're eating a certain way for like a week or something like that. Was there a certain period of time where you're like, oh, now this feels like a natural thing for me? Um, once I got to February, um, cause January, I like, I literally, you know, kind of told everybody, you know, what I was eliminating and sharing my, like, you know, my progress in mm -hmm. terms of just no alcohol yeah. types of food I was eating. You know, I've, I've switched to more of a more plant-based, um, seafood lifestyle, yeah. kind of vegan, not really. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, it's literally just like my, like my life now. And like people respect that. I think by the time February came and I, my clothes fit differently, you know, I felt better about my routine. Like the gym became a part of my, my weekly routine. And it yeah. was like, I wanted to get there. That was my safe haven. That was my my outlet for the day. You know, just a kind of release. So I think being able to find that release and find that that consistency, you it's part of your life. It's no longer a chore. It's yeah. like one of the things you have to do. It's go. It's like along with waking up and brushing your teeth. You know, yeah. it's like this is what I do today, and that's it. Even like down to the vitamins I take. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just my life is more balanced than it ever was. So yeah. I feel I'm in Jeff, a space where I can contribute. Jeff and I in this in this quarantine period, I don't think uh, went into it with a plan of like, hey, let's become yogis, you know? It was like, <laughs> right. but you know, uh, 10, 15 days, 20 days into it, you sort of, and you get that routine in your life. You're like, oh yeah, this is a part of my day and this is a part of me. Well, it's also the idea of us doing a podcast every day never thought that i would be doing this Yo, uh, yeah, you know and so like, thing. we have a schedule where it's just like we do calls for an hour then we do yoga you know and, and yeah then you get into you, editing and you you structure your day absolutely yeah. yeah and it's a completely different life than i had in new york where my life was okay go to work then after work whose event do i have to go to what do i what listening session or what after work party or, or whatever and that was like that was my routine there was no taking time from me mentally or physically in that routine, it was constantly on the go. And I didn't know how to balance back then. So I knew I needed to remove myself or find an environment where I could find that balance. And now that's what I've had to do. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I still miss being able to like link up and go outside and see you guys. Of course. But I knew I wasn't, 
I wasn't doing it in the proper way where I, I found balance. I wasn't disciplined enough to handle that lifestyle. You weren't disciplined because you were still hanging out with Mouse Jones. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chloe, we've been asking a, a bunch of people about uh, recommendations because I, there's a lot of people who uh, are just cycling through everything in Netflix and not finding anything. Or there's people who are like, I've read all my books. I don't know what to read next. Do you have any recommendations for things that have gotten you through this? Music to listen to, whatever. Um. So going outside the box, I know it's, it's weird that adults are like crying from boredom more than children. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's real. I do say... I do tell people to cut the, so the thing what I've done is I've cut liquor out throughout the week and like I wait till Friday. It's like, okay, now I can drink on Friday. That's my happy time. Cause I do think that we're going to have a serious alcohol problem, you know, coming out of this. Yeah. People just drink every day. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's the best way to go. Um, but puzzles, like I know my, my friend and I just ordered like a thousand piece puzzle. We got a puzzle we're going to do. Wow. I don't care how childish it is. I have coloring books that I've recently purchased and I color every day. So okay, that's here's the thing. for me. Uh, I, I've heard coloring books from a number of pe people. I've also heard puzzles from a bunch of people. Puzzles, apparently, because I, I read a New York Times article about this, are experiencing a shortage because <laughs> because it's, so many people are ordering. So them? everybody's ordering puzzles, Jeez. and so and they're all handmade. Like Is that they're, right? Because they're they're um they do these you know thousand pieces, and none none of those thousand pieces can link up unless un unless they're with the one piece that they're meant to link up with. Yeah. Right. And so that's a bar, by the way. Ooh, yeah, bars. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I didn't, you know. Everybody wants gems from us, and yeah. here they are. But yeah, so like they're getting like holiday level sales in yeah. April of 2020. Well, then let me ask you this, Chloe: What is more important to you, toilet paper or a, a jigsaw puzzle? I mean, obviously, toilet paper. <laughs> toilet paper is the most sustainable thing. Um, well, yeah. Well, I got, well, then I guess to further answer your question, like what what has worked for me in like just understanding what I what I want to do and what my goals are. Obviously, yeah. everybody's careers are differently, but taking time. And I just talked about this on Twitter. Taking time out to enjoy just the quiet and the serenity of what's happening right now. Like literally sitting in a room for fifteen minutes or twenty minutes and just kind of like journaling, writing down your thoughts, just even note notating this time. And understanding, like, if you come out of this, obviously, you know, healthy and sane, what it is that you want to accomplish when you go back outside, even if it's those little things, you know what I mean? Or just um, even just like going for a, like a, a strange little walk, wherever you can walk, if you can go somewhere, that's fine. You know what I mean? I just think that we've become so trained in always having to do something. We've lost this ability to kind of just sit still and be. And yeah. I think that's where we're at right now in the world is just we're, we're forced to take a reset and like a a calm, peaceful time out. Yeah. Um, I've never been to Dallas, but I think it's, I, I imagine it's like a, a driver city, you know, yeah. like, I, oh I think yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah. so how, how close are you to your neighbors? And also like, are you able to go for walks or is, are there, is everybody outside? Like, tell me, tell me what Dallas is like right now. So downtown Dallas is on lockdown. Downtown Dallas is like, kind of like a little metroplex. I live 15 minutes away from downtown. So I'm still within the city of down of Dallas, but I'm a little bit more on the outskirts. Um, I was fortunate enough to live down the block from a, a mall, but obviously that's closed. So I can't go there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually have a patio and I ha I live, um, my, my apartment building has a dog park. They have closed our pool, which sucks. Wait, obviously, do you have a dog? Area. I do not have a dog, but I see them all all day. Oh, so I, I guess I'm wondering, like, do you go down to the dog park and just like claim a dog? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, so my friend who lives in my building, she's my neighbor. She has a dog, so I'll take Bella out for a walk if I need to. Oh, nice. You know what I mean? I'll go outside. Yeah. But um, I'm I'm fortunate enough that I have friends that are around here. Like one of my friends has a house. My other friend lives in Plano. So if we travel, I travel by car and I go. I can go to a house if I need to. Or I can go somewhere else and like be in, in a outdoor setting, not, not necessarily in the public. But I mean, people down here are kind of moving around, not like normal, but they have, there's still a lot of essential workers out here that have to get around every day. So there's there's traffic, um, not like like normal, but there's not like there's never been heavy foot traffic in these areas. Like you're not going to see a lot of people walking in my neighborhood. Yeah, never, not usually. So it's kind of it looks it's kind of the same. For me, it's not. It's just the fact that I, I know I can't go to a restaurant or a bar or the movie theater. Yeah, you know what I mean, like I, I know that like here, it's like the fear level of getting it is so much higher. I'm sure than down there, but yeah, I do know that the the threat is coming to the Midwest, um, especially like right now. What is your? Do you have a fear level? Like what? What is it? I don't really have a fear level. I don't really walk in fear. Like obviously, I take precaution and I'm I'm careful. But for me, it's like, I think it's my more my, my, my religious and spiritual center is kind of just like, it's going to be what it's going to be. You know, I think I've survived so much. I'm like, I don't think God's really brought me to 2020 to take me out by this. You know, I just I just know that there's a higher plan. And I'm it's weird because I'm kind of anxious to see what's going to happen next. But I do want people to be to just be smart. You know yeah. what I mean? And just to be safe. Yeah, um, but this is America. So know. nobody's smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I pray that by the time it, if it does get here and it's that full blown that, um, our, our state and our government and our, you know, our governors kind of have a, a, a better plan in place and our, the hospital systems will be different. But for me, I'm just kind of like, I'm just kind of enjoying my, the, the time I have to just kind of focus and be by myself and just kind of meditate in my own peace. And I'm not, I'm not really trying to disrupt that. Like I don't watch the news. I just kind of, go through the you know the explore page and see what the headlines are for the, for what the updates are cuz it's it's if you overwhelm yourself with this fear you won't get any sleep like you can't live life every day in fear we like we can't yeah it's it just will consume you and it, it won't help you at all so trying to be good guys Chloe we love you take care of yourself continue to be safe Thanks. down there uh, we'll be checking in on you and yeah. uh, steal us a dog from the dog park yeah why not you don't want any of these badass, spoiled-ass dogs. I can't stand them. No, like, bring so us Bella. Oh, no, Bella's cool. She's cool. <laughs> but thank you, guys. I love you guys. Y'all be careful, please, up there. Will I appreciate do. you. Shout-out to Cleverly Chloe. Shout-out to Save on the Don. And shout-out to Crooked Eye. Jeff, are we back tomorrow? We are back every day forever. <laughs> As always, guys, not for real, for real. Sure, sure. We'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>